Hi, welcome to Astrobabble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to be talking about the, the new moon in Pisces. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to bring up the chart. And while you're doing that, I will talk about the moon mansion. Um, and I'm getting this from um, Christopher Warnock's book. Um, and he, uh, this is part of the Picatrix, and he kind of melds all, all of the elections together. It's the 26th um, moon mansion, and it's good for goodwill, love, friendship. Um, it's good for relationships, romantic love, divine love as well. Uh, it's also good for recovery from illnesses, which is nice, that and is nice. Uh, general general health. So nice. That is nice. Uh, that is very nice. And then um, then there's also a passage uh, which reflects the moon, this moon mansion, um, and it says, "Bind people in." in mutual love to travel and um and safely travel on roads to strengthen buildings and make incarcerations of captives firm and to cause evil to them so you wouldn't want to be a captive at this lunation <laughs> yeah uh nice to go on a, a trip with uh, a loved one though apparently sounds very nice absolutely yes yes and this, this usually, as you had um, mentioned, this lunation, uh, you mentioned it to me earlier, um, this lunation and all of the lunations literally will go through the, the whole two weeks about. So those energies can last through the two weeks period. Hmm. So we've got a lovely um, Venus Jupiter uh, conjunction later following this new moon and i know that you in particular really like the uh two benefics together very uh helpful for health so yeah very nice yeah yeah it's a great time to work on your health and do something to uh either start something to you know make it better and yeah it's great yeah because i mean new moons are about new beginnings new starts planting the seeds um this time of um the lunation cycle is equivalent to like planting the seeds and the full moon is when it uh is like the harvest so yeah very nice so in some ways like donna was saying there's the two weeks that you know those energies are kind of you know affected by that full moon or in this case a new moon but then six months later at the full moon, there may be connection as well. So that's quite interesting. And yeah, so this new moon. It's very is, interesting. Mm, mm. This new moon is at uh, one degree and 22 minutes of Pisces. So just got into the sign. So very interesting. It's co-present with Neptune and Venus who will have had their conjunction around about the 15th of Feb, so about four or five days prior to the new moon. But uh, And they're not super close. They're 24 and 29 degrees of Pisces, but still there's the new moon co-present, which means in the same sign as 
uh, Neptune, which is quite dreamy and romantic, and uh, Venus, which is, you know, all about values and relationships. And as Donna was saying, with that moon mansion, uh, really good for traveling with a loved one. Venus just about to leave, though. She's just about to go from the side of her exaltation, where she's treated like a, a queen, into Aries, where she's not quite <laughs> treated like a queen. Yeah, it looks really, really good for the most part. Yeah. It's a shame that um, Jupiter, which is the ruler of Pisces, is in Aries at this time, because Aries and Pisces are side by side, so it's like it can't see each other. Jupiter and Aries cannot see the new moon, so it kind of can't assist it in some in some way. So that's a shame, but we've got the benefic Venus there with it co-present. So that's something. Yeah, it's a little bit of um of bright light or or a little bit of help because right after this um new moon, Venus is gonna hightail it right out of that sign. So yeah. Yeah, kind of, um, I'm getting a feeling for like a little bit of calm before the storm, perhaps. <laughs> I am thinking that as well. Mm, yeah. Because we have a big, we have a busy March. Yeah. So this is definitely the, it does feel like the calm before the storm. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, shall we have a look at um, how this full moon will manifest for everybody? And before we go into this, when we read these out, we're referring to the ascendant signs. So if we're talking about Aries, we're talking about Aries ascendant. If you're an Aries sun or moon, naturally, of course, you can read it, but it's much more accurate if you know your ascendant sign to read or listen, in this case, to your ascendant sign horoscope. And if you don't understand why that is, we've done a little video regarding that and why it makes more sense. And I'll link to that in the uh, description. Wow. Right. Look at all that. I know. I was. <laughs> for Pisces. It, was, it, is a, it is a full house. And if you are a uh, Pisces, this new moon is going to be happening in your first house and, you know, it's beginnings and it's what happens concerning you. You could either get a new haircut, um, a new style, new, new clothes, but this will be happening with you. And I'm looking at that Venus in your first house and she is in a separating sextile from that Pluto. Um, I wonder if there's some kind of dynamic with that. If you are a Pisces rising, it seems like there might be uh, um, some kind of power struggle. If you're a Pisces rising, that that could be something that you're dealing with or still dealing with. So, uh, but it should, it's separating. So it should be, it should be waning. It should be not waning. I don't want to use that word. Um, it should be getting less. <laughs> Yeah, ebbing. the intensity right. of that transition. Yeah. It, it's kind of it's had its peak, which was when it was exact, and now it's starting to ebb or flow away. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Um, and with Pluto in the eleventh house, maybe it had something to do with friends, groups, or organizations, or maybe even hopes and wishes. If you are an Aquarius ascendant, this new moon will be happening in your second house. 
so the second house has to do with our income, our finances, and our personal resources. With Venus there, it's just about to leave and move into your third house. But maybe, you know, there might be some start of some new beginnings uh, to do with finances. It could be a, a little bonus because Venus is a benefic. But yeah, maybe you're kind of, you know, just sorting out a budget or, you know, maybe you are starting some new, maybe a second job, a new income stream. Maybe you've just received uh, or purchased yourself a resource that will be useful to you. Or, you know, could be a whole new job. Maybe you haven't been working and now there's this uh, new opportunity. I'm not seeing any, anything in the 10th house, so all the 6th. So I'd say this is probably a bonus or an increase of some sort from somewhere else. I mean, not necessarily a new job or anything. It does seem to have a, a favorable um, flavor to it with Venus. Venus is there to help it. But Saturn's on the other side. It, it's, it's close, but it's it's out of sign. So mm, mm. hopefully that's not affecting it too much. Yeah, within three degrees. But um, yeah, it's out of sign. So yeah, time will tell, I suppose. And then if you are a Capricorn rising, this is going to be happening in your third house. And this will be new beginnings with family, um, could be cousins or brothers and sisters, as well as anything in the community. So, um, you know, starting, you know, community ventures. I know it's starting to get warm here in the Northern Hemisphere. So, you know, get out and into your community. It's a great time to start, you know, getting out and or at least thinking about what you'll be doing with uh in your community in the warmer weather very nice that wide um mercury mars trine <laughs> it's good for that could be very interesting and if you are a sagittarius ascendant this new moon is happening in your fourth house so the fourth house is your parents your home and living situation it's real estate matters homeland uh, heritage ancestry so there might be new beginnings that could be something that has nothing to do with you. It could actually be happening to your parents. Maybe there's some new venture that they're setting out on. It could be even something as simple as, you know, maybe you're looking into your family genealogy, starting to do something like that. Or it could be to do with um, home and living. So it could be, you know, signing a new lease. Uh, beginning to look for somewhere new to live, something similar. So yeah, new beginnings to do with those matters. And if you are a Scorpio rising, this new moon is going to be happening in your fifth house. So that's going to be things that um, you're doing with, with your children, how to be creative as well. So um, this would be really good for those Scorpio risings. Yeah, really nice uh, position to have uh, the new moon in the fifth. Fifth house is a really nice yeah. house. And I mean, with Venus and Neptune there, could be very creative. Very nice. I'm crossing my fingers for that one. <laughs> and if you are a liberal ascendant, are... this new moon is in your sixth house. Um, Donna was saying with the moon mansion earlier that this is a really good mansion or a position for the moon regarding health matters now you said it's good for health but also recovery did you say yes 
Yes. So really nice. Maybe if um, you've been suffering some sort of illness, this is something that would be like really beneficial. You've got Venus, the benefic, uh, or one of the benefics in there. And um, that will certainly be helpful as well. Because the sixth house is associated with illness. Uh, it could also be, perhaps, I wouldn't, it's hard to say, but this could be a time, this could be a really good time to take up something that will benefit your health, you know, because new moons are about new beginnings, new starts, you know, maybe some, you know, take a walk every day or something similar, or, you know, you're eating better or whatever, a good time to be doing something like that. Also, the house to do with our pets, also service to others, so particularly people that uh, serve society in some way, such as doctors, nurses, um, those in the emergency services, you know, there may be, you know, maybe you're beginning training at this time, or maybe, you know, you've just enlisted or enrolled or something similar. And uh, yeah, pets, maybe, maybe there's a nice new pet, very cute one, if uh, we've got Venus and uh, a very cute and I'm thinking fluffy one with Neptune's Neptune's not super close to that Venus but yeah it's close enough yeah <laughs> definitely definitely a a nice aspect for um Libra risings yeah yeah if you are a Virgo rising this is going to be happening in your seventh house and the seventh house is the house where you're going to be starting new things with either a significant other a business partner um you might this is also going to be new things that are starting with an adversary could possibly be because this would be open enemies mm. um but yeah you've got that Venus in there to help you out so yeah very nice and or you if... might get that appointment that you were looking for sorry <laughs> no that, that that's well particularly like maybe with a doctor because you know you've got that good health maybe you've been waiting to get in to see a specialist regarding something and uh something you know sometimes cancellations maybe you get it earlier than you expect or maybe it's just at this time that you uh learn that yes you can have this appointment at that date that would be nice exactly it is nice to have a benefic in the seventh house oh definitely <laughs> And if you are a Leo ascendant, this new moon is happening in your eighth house. The eighth house is to do with uh, mortality and uh, other people's money or shared finances and resources. So there might be new beginnings, you know, maybe there's an inheritance, maybe at this time you learn about that or uh, the probate. I'm not sure, if, is that what they call it over there when they kind of go through inheritance? After someone passes and they're figuring out what yeah what the will is and stuff yeah 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 um maybe that's just beginning or you know maybe you're applying for a loan or a loan is um you know going through at this time uh you know maybe you're signing um paperwork to do with this could be regarding um joint financial ventures with uh either a business or a romantic partner yeah uh, yeah, applying for a loan. It could be matters to do with taxation or um, insurances. Likely to be just beginnings. This isn't the time I would expect to be getting the inheritance or the loan necessarily approved at that time. This is kind of new beginnings, you know. So you've got the Venus there. 
should be uh, beneficial, I would hope. Yeah. This is the start of. Yes. Usually yeah, a new moon. Of. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you are a Cancer rising, you know, going on with the moon mansion I was talking about earlier is a good time for travel. So mm. um, this will, this, this new moon is in the ninth house and the ninth house has, you know, it signifies things that, um, you know, publishing or law or the esoteric subjects as well. So these would be things when you would start these kinds of things, higher education. Yeah. If you want to go for something, this would be a good time to do it. Yeah. If yeah. you're a Cancer rising. If you're a Gemini rising, this new moon is happening in your 10th house of career and public reputation. So this could be literally a new job, a new position at work, or it could be um, new beginnings to do with matters that will bring attention to you in some way. The 10th house is a very visible house. So for whatever reason, you might be getting more attention. It might not necessarily be that the attention is fully on you at this time, but you're maybe beginning something that will eventually gain more attention. Um, I often see, you know, full moon in the 10th house, you're getting married, you're having a child, you know, maybe you're giving a special presentation, not necessarily related to work or career. Uh, but yeah, for whatever reason, you know, you're setting out on something that may gain you honors, rewards, uh, or just attention. And um, yeah, it also is a house of infamy though. So maybe you're starting some mischief. I mean, who can imagine our Gemini is doing that, but it, it could happen. Well, you know, I'm looking at that Mars sitting right in the first house and um, <laughs> it's it's trining Mercury. So a speech might be more to the surface that that might be an event that might send you there <laughs> to those those the, that house of infamy. It might it might support that as well as the, you know, the surprise element. Yeah, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm just saying that's in your 12th house. Don't let things undo you. Mm. It's a square. Yeah, I kind of like that uh, Mars. I mean, it's a trying between Mars and Mercury. Mars Mercury. And they're both sextiling Jupiter, so I reckon you'd be able to get away with it. I see it as more impish, you know, a bit of mischief rather than malice, I would hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, with Mercury. Yeah, because Mercury is the, mm. the trickster. Yes. And moving on to Taurus, if you are a Taurus rising, you're quite familiar with the surprise element. It's been in your first house for the last three or four years, at least. So you're well, you you know what this is all about. But the new moon will be happening in your house of friendships and groups and associations. That's the 11th house. And this would be a great time to start um you know, a new project with a group or even starting a new group or joining it, you know, a, a group that you have never joined before. So this is a great aspect. It, it will have a little bit of surprise elements to it, but very interesting for, you know, the groups and associations as well as hopes and dreams. So that's uh, a nice setup for that. That is a nice setup. Even though Mercury is applying to that Uranus square. <laughs> And if you are an Aries ascendant, this new moon is happening in your 12th house. The 12th house is one of the more difficult houses. This is the house of our undoing. 
but it's also rest and that retreat seclusion. Uh, it covers topics such as uh, addictions, hidden or secret matters, and places of confinement like hospitals, prisons, spiritual retreats, exile. So it could be that there's new beginnings to do with that. And I mean, all those things sound horrible, but I mean, you know, this isn't the end of the world. It could be literally that you're taking a step back, uh, new beginnings, working behind the scenes, or could be coming up, there's a hospital visit, or there's something to do with, you know, more private, hidden matters. So you've got Venus there. Um, as Donna said earlier in the podcast, this is a really good moon mansion for health matters. Um, this is a house like the sixth house is illness. Uh, the 12th house can be kind of hidden illnesses. So illnesses that aren't necessarily visible. In that case, this might be quite beneficial for that. I would hope so. That would be really nice. And maybe at this time, there's some steps or new things that you could be undergoing to kind of assist with that, perhaps. Um, but yeah, it may be just that you're taking taking a step back to actually, you know, just recalibrate a little bit, kind of recharge your batteries. I mean, Aries, very full on sign. So, you know. We all need to rest and recuperate sometimes, maybe now, this month, well, not this month, this next couple of weeks would be a good time to actually make sure that you are getting as much rest and uh, not relaxation necessarily, but enough rest. And if you are in a position to, you know, get a new horse or a, a larger animal, this might be something, this could be an aspect where you're, you're starting to work with a larger animal because mm. the 12th house, the sixth house works with the small animals, but the big house, the, the 12th house works with the, the larger animals, cows, horses, um, mm. you know, those larger animals. So if you work in a zoo, maybe you might see a zoo. I don't, you know, it could be anything. <laughs> really literally people are still eaten by tigers now so it does not surprise me <laughs> when i when i say things it's like you know it really could happen oh so. <laughs> but that's not what this is about this is about um starting you something with a benefic in there if like if you are mm -hmm. if you have always wanted a horse and you're in a position to get a horse you very well might get a horse at this one if you are at aries rising mm -hmm. or maybe you just go horse riding <laughs> maybe maybe you start horse riding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. And Donna, do you have a crystal for us? I do. The crystal that I have is for the 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 elect dimension, and it's for the moon, and it's for traveling. It is oh. called Laramar. So. Oh, it's a blue, blue, greenish, um, um, blue, green, and also white. You know, it's, it's got white in it. It's, it's, but if you look at this stone and I have it better, I have it better in this ring. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's blue and white and it kind of looks like, um, a churning water, you know, like the, like the, the, how you see the white bubbles in, because it actually, 
um, grows in in spikes in like a basaltic uh, lava. And there's oh. an, and the, I have it in a bracelet as well. Oh, this I is like only found bracelet. in. This is only found in one part of the world. Um, it is in the Dominican Republic. It has a Mohs hardness of four and a half to five. It um, resonates with the fifth chakra. So it's right here at the throat. It helps you communicate, which is why you see me wearing it all the time. It not only helps you communicate, but it also is a good stone for um, healers and caregivers to remind them to uh, um, do that self-care. So this is one of those those great stones that it's it's cooling, it's watery, it's it helps things flow. And it does go from a blue to a green and blue to white. And it kind of is, 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 it looks, tur you know, turbulent. You know, this, this stone looks, looks very turbulent. Um, it's a sodium calcium silicate. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's, it, it helps you to calm down, cooling, travel. It's a great stone. It really, it, it really is. I, 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 I really like it and I I do wear it and I make sure that I am wearing it if I am traveling. Nice. Very nice. And it's a very I thought it was very good for Pisces. Because, hmm. you know, the water element as well as the traveling, this is great for the mansion. Yeah. Very it nice. Seemed to work. <laughs> very nice. I couldn't have been a better stone, you know, for me to pick <laughs> for today. So. Ready for the aspects? I am. So our first aspect out the gate is Venus entering Aries, which will also be on the 20th of Feb. Yeah, it's a shame. She's in there long enough during it. That's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Venus is going to go from being exalted, being treated, you know, like a queen, like visiting royalty, um, down to uh, what we could say is in detriment because... Aries is ruled by Mars, and Mars and uh, Venus are very different. She's, you know, a lot more rough and ready world now. She needs to adapt. So, yeah. She should be co-present with Jupiter, which would be nice. It will be nice, but, uh, yeah, just... A little bit of help. Just got a little bit of a rough edge to this, this Venus. She's, uh, I wouldn't say slumming it, but she's... Um, yeah. She's out of her element. She's peregrine. She she does not have any uh dignity, which which or which is means strength. Mm -hmm. So when you hear that word dignity, it means strength. And if they don't have any, they don't have a whole lot of, you know, they don't have all their their tools to work with. Mm -hmm. They have to work with tools that they're not really equipped to work with. You know, you know. Aries is giving her, or Mars is the, you know, the sign that she's in is giving her, you know, um, instead of the boots. pink, <laughs> he's making her work with only the red tools, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is and it. She, she doesn't really like it, but she, she'll, she'll work with them to a, to a little bit. It might, it might make her a little bit more fiery. She is known as the, uh, you know, as a warrior as well. So she might mm -hmm. have a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, if you can think of the planets as people, you know, Venus is usually considered very girly and now she's staying with Mars who, you know, he's very much a bachelor and 
he's a bit rough and ready and yeah yeah she's not wearing the high heel so much here so much as combat boots and yeah yeah and and she's in an environment that is more um aggressive and you know it's she's the the calm laid back let's include everyone and she's in an environment where um you know the the people need to have a little bit more space yeah and a brawl could break out at any time <laughs> so yeah it's a little bit more rough and ready uh wherever aries is in your natal chart uh, you may have some good luck at this time venus is a benefic does tend to bring good things so depending on what house it is you know there might be some you know a little bonus or you know not huge we're not talking necessarily lotto wins or anything but maybe just a little bit more good luck just just nice things exactly yeah for aries this is a really good you got both benefics in your house so yeah very nice and then the next aspect is going to be Mercury is going to square Uranus. And yeah, I touched on this a little bit because I, it stuck out to me like a sore thumb. You know, your, Mercury is the planet of communication and, uh, you know, it wants to talk, it wants to communicate. And then Uranus is that, that, that shock and surprise. So, or, or if not shock and surprise, it could be just a different way of addressing an issue. So yeah, this could be um, very interesting for conversations, I'm thinking. Mm, mm. Um, with the square, that brings tension. Uh, I'm thinking kind of jangled nerves, kind of like overstimulated. There's too much happening at once. I know myself you know when I have days where you seem to be constantly on the move you know everybody's trying to talk to you at once everybody wants to get to you at the same time and and it can be overwhelming that's the sort of energy I'm feeling for this um it could be unexpected news as well like Donna said shocking innovative uh and and it doesn't necessarily mean these are bad things it may be just just too much you know a little bit of overwhelm but, you know, maybe maybe you need this to kind of prod you into moving and doing something. You know, maybe you've been uh, procrastinating and and then you realise, oh, my, the deadline's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to do this. But then it's like, you know, a solid eight hours just, you know, furiously doing what you need to do or something similar. It, it's yeah just that kind of almost a little bit of overwhelm for a lot of people I would imagine very interesting and they're at, I'm, they're at that 15 degree mark and somewhere I was reading that 15 degrees is a very prominent sign in all of the signs but when it's 15 degrees it really wants to show that sign mm. for some reason I don't know where I read it I wish I did uh, oh, yeah. might have been in passing but well, I mean, 15 degrees is like smack bang in the middle, isn't it? It's you've kind of eased into the sign and you kind of reach your peak, I suppose. And now you're kind of working on leaving the sign. I mean, not immediately, but, you know, you're halfway there and, you know, when right. it gets to, you know, 28, 29 degrees, it's kind of like that energy of kind of like, yes, we're finishing up this, but we're kind of looking ahead to where we're going next as well. 
Right. Yeah. So I think we're in the energy of, of this is what I want to do here. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And Venus will still be in the, you know, in the terms of, of good, of, of a good planet. She'll be in the terms of Jupiter and that'll right. be nice. That'll that still be, be nice. nice. Yeah. And then we have Mercury trine Mars kind of more or less following on that, which this is nice. Um, this is quick thought. It is, um, I also like to think of this as like, you know, putting your money where your mouth is sort of thing. It's kind of like, you know, you think it, you do it. Quick responses. The trying does help those energies work well together. Mercury is communications, thinking, learning. Mars is action, drive, ambition, courage. They're both in air signs. So, uh, thinking communications intelligence intellectual pursuits are associated with your air signs so yeah this is really good quick thinking you know you've had that just previous to this we will have had that mercury uranus square where we're talking about maybe being a little bit overwhelmed or you know it's happening quickly here's where like okay we're doing it and and i think that mars can kind of deal with that tension i suppose you know we've had that square where it can be very anxiety making for a lot of people i think you know that you know too much going on but now we're kind of like you know you kind of perhaps at this time get into your groove and it's like okay just do it which is a very marsy thing (laughs) i like this because you know as you said mercury is in charge of that you know that process that thinking and with mars this would be a good time to um address those hard thinking topics that you have to you know think about whether it's a good time to do taxes you know in, Mm. in 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 the united states you know this is tax season so it'd be a good time to, to, to attack those, those mental chores that are so hard to do, you know, yeah, or that you really don't want to do, but this will give you that drive to get it done. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. marking this day to do my taxes. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that Mars is ruled by uh, Mercury as well. So it's a nice, you know, Mars can see its ruler. Uh, they're working well together. Yeah. just. You think it and you do it, you know, thought and action in um, kind of lockstep. I like it. Exactly. I love that thought and action. You know, just that, that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good time to tackle something and then, that you've been putting off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really good. And then um, this will be the aspect that I really, really like. Um, with Venus and Jupiter are going to conjunct. That means they're gonna they're gonna come together and look like they're right on top of each other. And that's gonna be a blending of both benefics. And that's that that just screams to me, this is a good day. It's something's good's gonna happen. This is uh something that's gonna move forward the the path that we all need to take. This is this is this is that that good energy to propel you forward you know, forward. Yeah, yeah. As Donna said, these are our benefics, Venus and Jupiter. 
Jupiter by nature expands. So in a way, you could say Jupiter is expanding that uh, the good qualities of Venus as well, as well as being benefic itself. Yeah, just nice. Great time for socializing, generosity of spirit, very open kind of. And it's optimistic and enthusiastic and generous. It's, yeah, it's just nice. And this is happening on March 2nd. And the last aspect we had was February 22nd. So we will have a whole week of no aspects. It'll be very quiet. And there shouldn't be a lot of, you know, turmoil, if, you know, from February 22nd to this March 2nd. So, and then it's going to start off, you know, nice. So I'm thinking this is a really nice, um, calm week and a, a nice start to the aspects because March is, is going to be, it's going to have more planetary aspects <laughs> and more, more shifting is going to go on in March. So this is really the calm before the storm. We're going to really going to have a, a bonus with uh, Venus and Jupiter together for this, the first aspect that we're going to have in, in March. So that's really nice. That's, that is nice. Yeah. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Also happening on the 2nd of March, we have Mercury conjunct Saturn. Uh, this is in Aquarius, which is um, a very quite, can be quite serious sign in that it's ruled by Saturn. Aquarius is a very innovative thinker, goes beyond, can be quite uh, far-seeing. You know, Aquarius is often associated with future events, um, uh, the new kind of you know aquarians often i often think of them as kind of like almost hipsters they're onto the new objects or the new hip thing before everybody else is mercury thinking communications saturn is a little bit conservative um yeah but this is serious thinking this is maybe conservative thinking but yeah this is kind of and it can be strategic i think you know that Aquarius has that ability to kind of not necessarily see into the future, but they've kind of got a sense for what's coming down the track, I think. So, yeah, good strategic planning, I think, with this uh, position. Yeah, I like this with, you know, it's the last time that, I think it's the last time that these planets are going to be in, um, you know, a Saturn ruled sign with Mercury and Saturn. So, you know, if you've been, like like I was doing my work, I was gonna. I'm doing my taxes like the week prior to this, um, but it'll be a good time to review those things and make sure that I followed all the rules. I've dotted all the I's. I've crossed all the T's, and that's the Saturn Mercury will help you do that. It'll help you do the detail mm -hmm. of you know a, a task that you really don't want to do. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, this is a a great aspect for that. Yeah, very good. Um, it'll it'll. Saturn will be there to add the stability, the foundation, the, you know, making sure that everything's is done. Yeah. So it's, it really is a good aspect to do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, later we will have Mercury moving into Pisces. Mercury will be moving pretty fast at this time, uh, about 172% of its usual speed. So Mercury is just zipping through. It oh, has, that is fast. It is fast. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Mercury will be what we consider in detriment and in fall. Mercury is unusual. I mean, it's unusual in general. It can be feminine or masculine or uh, non-binary, I would imagine, would be the terminology these days. But um, it can be both or neither sort of thing. It can be benefic or malefic. It tends to take on qualities of what it's close to. And um, it is the only planet that has um, a sign where it's in domicile and exalted, which is Virgo which means that when it's in Pisces, it's not only in fall, it's in uh, detriment. So this is as far away from where it can be. It's like if you Active. think about these planets as people, this planet is gone like halfway across the world from where it usually lives. It's in a strange place, in a foreign land. It's what we call peregrine, which is more or less stranger in a strange land it's ruled by jupiter which is very big picture whereas mercury tends to be detail orientated so uh, you know some people say mercury and pisces kind of like a little bit space cadet you know it gets a bit of a bad rap but it's also um quite creative creative yeah it's it, it's quite expansive so yeah so wherever pisces is in your natal chart this will bring people and topics associated with that natal chart you may be communicating with them more you may be thinking or about them more or yeah just needing to yeah communicate busy work that mercury is just powering through at this time so it probably won't be in mercury for long but yeah, not the best time perhaps for detail oriented work, but really good for creative and um, hmm. good for intuition as well as dreaming, dreaming, dream recall. Yeah, we've got uh, that Neptune in Pisces at the time too. That and when Mercury eventually does get up to Neptune, which at the speed it's traveling, it's going to be like I don't know when that is, but maybe closer to two weeks and three. Um, that 30 seconds later, it's day. going 172 <laughs> miles an hour or 172 percent of the speed. It is going really fast. Yeah. But yeah, mm. it's in the terms of Venus. So Venus will be there to help. Yeah, for quite a while too, from the looks of it. That's nice. So yeah. it'll be in the terms of Venus and then Jupiter. So nice. And then its own terms. So that's something. So, yeah. <laughs> So that'll be nice. Maybe it'll be aspecting something nice and to give it a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. And then we have on March 6th, we have the sun will sextile Uranus. And this is a good day to, it seems like creative change. It, you want to, you want to, you want to be thinking it, it has something to do with, you know, your mental state, um, you know, with a, a sextile to Uranus, which is that planet of let's do something different. <laughs> so I'm thinking this would be good for that. It'd be good for creative change. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, the sun's our essential self. It can be intelligence and, you know, it's our vitality. I mean, Uranus is um, 
you know, innovative, unusual, unexpected. Uh, can also be quite freedom. It's often associated with, you know, rebellion and uh, freedom and that. So, you know, maybe you're just mixing things up a bit. It's a sextile, so hopefully it should be quite positive. You know, maybe you're just doing things a little bit different. Maybe you're kind of like, you know what, I always wanted to do that, so let's do it. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, rocking any boats, but maybe you're just doing something that brings you a little bit more joy or makes you feel a little bit more alive. It should definitely be um, interesting because I think Uranus throws that um, that that different perspective, you know, at us all the time. Yeah. And I mean, this is only going to last a day or two. I mean, the sun moves quick. You know, it's not like this is going to be happening for three and a half months or something. You know, this is quick. It could just be like, you know, your usual routine is a little bit uh, different and, you know, maybe you kind of enjoy it. And unlike the rest of the planets, um, the sun pretty much stays around a hundred percent of its of its motion. It yeah. it doesn't travel like 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 Mercury is going one hundred and seventy two percent of the speed. And what was I looking at that? Um, Saturn is going two hundred and or Jupiter is going two hundred and seventy four um, mm. percent of its speed, and Saturn's going three hundred and fifty yeah. some. Yeah. As yeah, fast as it normally goes, so wow. Mm, mm. So just hurrying over to Uranus is a see. <laughs> yeah, 297%. Neptune's going really, really fast. But I mean, with the outers, I mean, they move so slowly, even if they are going apparently 627% of the usual speed, they're still going really slow. <laughs> Yes, but still, it's mm. it's amazing that they can vary their speeds so much. Oh, yeah. But it is yeah. something to watch because the faster the planet is going, the more impactful it is. It's a, it's a, it's a quick impact. It's a, mm. They are more historically impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we have the uh, full moon in Virgo, which will be on the 7th of March. So this will be the full moon in Virgo. Interesting. Wow. Mercury. Oh, Very Mercury nice. will be with, um, will be not closely, but it will be widely opposite the moon <laughs> in a sign of nice. instrument <laughs> and fall. So, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, uh, no. <laughs> oh, it will be um trying Uranus, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Square to Mars. So interesting. Hmm. And that starts off the because March does start off a um a lot of the uh planetary shifts that will be um experiencing well we'll finally be getting um mars out of its shadow period which would be nice and then um it will finally leave gemini <laughs> yeah next later on in the month it's not mm -hmm. out of its shadow period yet even here even on march 7th it's not going to be out of the shadow yeah, period yet i think not until the 15th or something if i remember correctly yeah 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 mm -hmm. so oh but look at that, that is uh, Saturn at 29 degrees 59 getting ready to move into Pisces so yeah later that day oh is it the seventh that it moves ah, interesting. it will move like like Venus hightailed it out of 
Saturn's going to do the same thing. Yeah. So Venus moved out at the uh, new moon and Saturn's going to move out at the full moon. So I wonder what that is all about. Mm. Interesting. And then uh, Pluto, when does Pluto move into Aquarius? The 23rd, I believe. Yeah. Of the March. 23rd of March. Yep. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And that will be a that will be a significant change, I think. Yeah, and and I mean that will dip into uh, Aquarius for a little while, but it's not done with Capricorn yet. It's gone back. March, April, May, June, four months. It'll be there four for months. just about four months. Pluto yeah. will be, but we'll get we'll get that flavor. So we'll 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 understand what Pluto's uh, mission is mm -hmm. um, for Aquarius starting march 23rd so yeah. because it's going to be in that sign for about at least 20 years in in aquarius so it's going to it's going to go into aquarius and then it's going to jump back into capricorn for a little bit <laughs> mm. maybe maybe give us time to catch our breath i don't know <laughs> i don't know we'll soon find out i suppose we will mm. so donna uh what do you uh, what services are you providing for people and where can people find you? I am provide or what I, what I, what I provide is, um, natal readings, uh, as well as your head readings, as well as electional readings, horary readings, as well as I do, um, crystal energy work, um, stone healing. So energy um nice. chakra balancing because if you don't have in my opinion this is totally my opinion but if in my opinion if you if your chakras aren't balanced and aligned correctly you um have a harder time maintaining your health mm -hmm. that's just that's just mine um thing so <laughs> so i i work with that and uh you can get a hold of me at donnabastrology.com and I am also on Facebook under Donna Bar Consulting. So you can get me at any of those places. I'm also on Instagram. Very little bit, but very little. I'm just starting to get onto there. Um, that's where you can get a hold of me. And Linda, what are you doing and where can people reach you? I am doing natal readings, relationship readings, and year ahead readings. I'm at Scullywag Astrology. Uh, it's astrology.scullywag.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and um, yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Let us know how the month is treating you or the, um, the new moon's treating you. And uh, yeah, we love your comments, your shares, your likes, your subscribes. So yeah. Enjoy the break. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it again the um the calm before the storm <laughs> the calm before the storm <laughs> okay thanks everybody take Ciao. care bye